Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, January 8th. County Supervisor Jim Desmond is being called out for an inaccurate tweet. More on why migrant advocates say it's dangerous, next. But first, let's do the headlines. Voters will be deciding this year whether to raise the county's sales tax by a half percentage point. The Let's Go San Diego ballot measure is sponsored by a coalition of local environmental groups, businesses, and labor unions. The county registrar voters late last week announced they had gathered enough signatures to put the measure on the November general election ballot. Half the funds would go to new public transit projects like a rail connection to the airport and moving the train tracks to L.A. off the collapsing Dalmar Bluffs. 27% of the funds would go to highway maintenance and safety projects. Fallbrook residents are starting to see cheaper water rates. That's because the Fallbrook Water District has fully detached from the San Diego County Water Authority. It's now buying cheaper water from Riverside County. The Fallbrook and Rainbow Water District started a detachment process four years ago. Jack Beebe is the general manager of the Fallbrook Water District. For us, it's, you know, the key coming out of this was really to be able to do something to lower and then stabilize rates going forward. Um, that's really what this was about. The Water Authority filed a lawsuit in August to challenge the detachment, but that lawsuit was settled late last month. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria will deliver the State of the City address Wednesday evening at the Balboa Theater in downtown. According to the San Diego Union-Tribune, he plans to summarize accomplishments, announce new initiatives, and evaluate the city's progress. You can watch it live on the city's website, sandiego.gov. It starts at 6 p.m. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. County Supervisor Jim Desmond incorrectly said taxpayer funds were going to migrants in Hakamba. He later corrected the mistake. But activists told border reporter Gustavo Solis that such misinformation is dangerous. Shame! Shame! These advocates are angry. Shame on Jim Desmond! And they were at the county administration building to confront Jim Desmond. Shame! Shame! Desmond is one of two Republicans on the San Diego County Board of Supervisors. He's an outspoken critic of state and federal immigration policy. Most recently, he took a tour of the open-air camps in Hakumba that is temporarily housing hundreds of asylum seekers and other migrants. Then, on Wednesday, Desmond posted a tweet stating, incorrectly, that San Diego County taxpayer funds are paying for tents, food, and water at those migrant camps. These advocates know that it's not true, and they have the receipts to prove it. Milk, ice, gas, um, 
I mean, think about everything in your kitchen, like ice that we have to do in the wilderness. So we have ice and coolers and things like a tablecloth. Um, Mia Garcia is a member of the Free Stuff Collective, a mutual aid group. So here we have powder for um, infants because there are babies. So we have like lactate and milk formula. Um, I've witnessed a woman unable to produce breast milk because she was so malnourished. Free Stuff Collective is just one of several mutual aid organizations and nonprofits helping migrants in the open air camps in Jacumba and San Isidro. They've documented horrible conditions. Mothers sleeping outdoors in freezing temperatures. Fathers separated from their children. Diabetics with no medicine. None of these groups have received any public funding for this humanitarian work. Not from the federal government and not from San Diego County. This isn't Desmond's first time in the spotlight on immigration issues. He's become a semi-regular on Fox News. And it's not the first time he's been called out for his rhetoric. In October, he said the border should be closed to prevent Hamas fighters from entering the U.S., something Middle Eastern experts called, quote, completely unhinged. However, to his credit, Desmond is the only county supervisor who has taken the time to visit the open-air migrant encampments. In one video, he blasted the federal government's handling of the situation. This is a broken immigration system. This is a terrible way to treat our fellow humans by having them come and sleeping in camps like this is pathetic. But regardless of his intentions, advocates say Desmond's inaccurate post puts people at risk. Amanda L. is one of the main organizers of the Free Stuff Collective. She doesn't use her last name publicly because she's afraid of getting attacks from anti-immigration extremists. We've had aggressive encounters already um, with people that um, don't agree with what we're doing or how the migrants are choosing to come across the border. Desmond didn't respond to a request for comment from KPBS, and he wasn't in his office when the advocates followed up on Thursday. But his communications director, Miles Himmel, was. He owned up for the mistake in Desmond's tweet. Absolutely. You know what? Let me just say, that's my fault. I wrote the caption. That's my fault. Advocates told him that because immigration is such a divisive topic, spreading this kind of misinformation puts people in danger. We've had people getting hate messages. Okay. um, Because they're like, we don't want, you know, I mean, there are people that feel differently about this. Himmel promised to issue a correction, which he did later that day and offered words of encouragement to humanitarian workers. Thank you. And one thing that, that Jim has said throughout it and is he appreciates what you guys are doing because no one else is doing it. The original tweet, which got nearly 200,000 views, is still up. As of Friday morning, the correction had just over 30,000 views. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. New statewide data confirms widespread racial disparities in law enforcement stops. Reporter Katie Heisen has more on the unprecedented report. The state's 2024 Racial and Identity Profiling Act report, or RIPA, is massive in scale. It looks at millions of stops from hundreds of law enforcement agencies across California. The results support what many have voiced for a long time, that black and brown Californians are stopped at higher rates than white Californians, even though officers are less likely to find anything illegal on them. San Diego and Andrea Guerrero co-chairs the state RIPA board. It's time to move past the question of whether it exists. Then now it's time to answer the question of what we do about it. The problem extends to schools, where there are more law enforcement officers than there are nurses or counselors. 
the board's top recommendation is to end pretextual stops, when you stop someone for one thing and then ask them about something else. San Francisco and Los Angeles Police Departments and California Highway Patrol have already ended pretextual stops. San Diego has yet to follow suit. Katie Heisen, KPBS News. San Diego researchers say old military munitions litter the ocean floor, where chemical companies dumped massive amounts of DDT west of L.A. Environment reporter Eric Anderson says new surveys are revealing more about the basin. Oceanographers investigated the DDT dump site in the San Pedro Basin in an effort to better understand the risk to the environment and people. Records indicate the DDT dump there was released in large quantities, but was most likely released from barges directly into the water. Researcher Bryce Simmons says even so, the contamination persists. There's pretty clear evidence from the preliminary findings to suggest that that uh, DDT is pervasive in these deep ocean sites where we're, we're surveying. Um, but the details of that are important. It looks as if the highest abundance of DDT is um, subsurface in the sediments by and large. Many of the acoustic signatures first thought to be barrels of DDT may in fact be military munitions. The Navy is considering what to do about the find. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Coming up, some San Diego churches are addressing the affordable housing crisis. We'll have that story and more just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Churches in San Diego are getting into the affordable housing business. Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says the Yes in God's Backyard movement expects to complete its first project this year. The grading has already been completed. We have started the concrete pour. Pastor Harvey Vaughn is walking me through the construction site of Bethel One, a 26-unit affordable housing complex that's under construction in Logan Heights. Vaughn is the senior pastor at Bethel AME San Diego. About five years ago, he was approached by a new organization called Yes in God's Backyard, or YIGBY. It was looking for churches interested in helping out with San Diego's affordable housing crisis. Vaughn and his congregation were an enthusiastic yes. I think we should be applying the gospel to the situation. When I was hungry, 
Did you feed me? When I was homeless, did you house me? Churches have a tremendous responsibility to not just our congregation, but to the community in which our churches are located. Evan Gerber is the project's consultant. He says the project is funded entirely by private donations and loans. Government tax credits are a great tool to build affordable housing. The challenge with that is you really need to build a lot of units to make it make sense. There's also a lot of soft costs and additional fees that go into using public subsidy. The savings from avoiding government subsidies has meant the cost per unit is less than half of a typical affordable housing project. Bethel One is expected to be move-in ready by the end of this year. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Three groups challenging California's recently adopted solar rules are going back to court in an effort to roll back the regulations. Environment reporter Eric Anderson says... The challenge argues the court based its decision on incorrect information. The Center for Biological Diversity, the Environmental Working Group, and San Diego's Protect Our Communities Foundation are asking the court to look again. A three-judge panel of the First District Court of Appeal in San Francisco rejected the challenge last month. Attorney Roger Lynn says the court largely deferred to rules made by the California Public Utilities Commission. The same uh, three justices to reconsider their decision, given what we have we have identified as a pretty significant error, um, legal error, and also the factual errors. The legal error involves whether the CPUC has to consider all the costs and benefits of rooftop solar or just some. Petitioners say the case requires regulators to consider all. The factual errors involve how regulators determine the value of solar. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Southern California artist Alexis Smith died last week at the age of 74. In the San Diego region, she's best known for one of the most recognizable works of art at UCSD, The Snake Path. Arts producer and editor Julia Dixon-Evans has more about this trailblazing artist. Alexis Smith was known for witty collage-style works, sometimes at massive scale. But her best-known work locally might just be a footpath. Her snake path winds up a hillside toward UC San Diego's iconic Geisel Library. Completed in 1992, it's a 560-foot-long mosaic rendering of a serpent. It draws on themes of paradise, innocence, and knowledge. Matthew Gregoire has worked with UC San Diego's Stewart Art Collection since the 1980s. This was the first work in the Stewart Collection that was completely, completely embedded in uh, not just the, the physical landscape, but also the functional landscape, because it's a pathway. On UCTV over a decade ago, Smith said there's one crucial difference between public art and museum art. When you put something in a museum or a gallery, the audience is the people who know that it's there and choose to go see it. And when you put something out in the world, you get everybody. In 2021, Smith became the only artist to have two works in the Stewart Art Collection. Julia Dixon-Evans, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join me again tomorrow for the day's top stories. I'm Tebby Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Monday.